we back, we back, we back. This is the Halfway Humble Podcast. I'm Jay Stamps. And I'm Jay. And this is episode, uh, well, we're not going to get into it. 63. 63. Three, yeah. Well, it is, is it? Yeah, 63. Okay. That's okay. what we're we going to stick to that. We're going to ride with that. All right, yeah, episode, right. episode 63. And... This is going to be an interesting one, being that it's Halloween. We're we actually recording on Halloween, which is kind of random, but hey, here's what it is. It happens to fall on the Saturday. I don't even remember the last time Halloween fell on a Saturday. I know it's been a minute. Yes, that's that's a little eerie in itself. Isn't it? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it, it would, especially in 2020, it would fall on a Saturday. Right. Why Why not? Right. Why not? So, I don't know, man. It, it, this is this is interesting. Interesting times. Yeah. So, how how has your week been, sir? Uh, week has been cool. Uh, um, just doing the regular work things. I mean, it ain't ain't been too much of anything else going on. Um, just picking up potential clients to sapiens. So, there you go. Um, there you that's go. Big money. Thing. Nah, Big man. money. Hey, listen. We, you know, we just trying to get it popping out here, man, for the people who are trying to do better financially and credit-wise. So, you know, things are starting to pick up. And, yeah. um, you know, um, it, there's, you know, I'd, I, I want to, so I'm going to start going out and creating some more networking opportunities for myself or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be out in these streets a little bit more. A little bit more. Cubby, come out that cubby hole a little bit, man. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know. Remember, remember to have your mask on because that mandate still is in effect again. So <sighs> don't be going nowhere. You know, without that hey, mask, man. you something to put around your listen. neck, over your face, or listen. mask on, man. Hey, that mask ain't going to protect you, beloved. But I, I get it. I get it. I'll, I'll, I'll fall in line. Hey, man, with put your mask on, man. Hey, man, I'm wearing the mask, There you man. go. Put that mask you know, on. I'm, I'm not. Right. I, ain't, I ain't bucking the system. Mm-hmm. You know, I just fit right mm-hmm. in with everybody else. You know what I mean? You know, let me ride up there and catch you with no mask, with no mask on, man. Hey, man, look. If I, gotta, if I got to go to a restaurant and sit down and eat and take my mask off, but I got to have a mask on as I'm entering the door, what sense does that make? But anyway, we ain't here <laughs> to talk about masks today. And if you what go to the bathroom, of- make sure you put it on. That's what I'm just saying. Make sure you put your mask on and go to the bathroom, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, this gonna be this gonna be a good episode already. Hey I man, I'm just I saying, I'm just here. saying, like you know, but yeah. Put your mask on if you want, and drink elderberry tea. Like I don't, I don't hear enough health world health officials talking about how you need to boost your immune system. Yeah, now that's fact you know though. Because they put me, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and give you some, give you your roses, man. Because Jay actually is a great person to talk about health things because Jay knows all about different wellness. He put me up on a lot of game as far as wellness stuff. So I will have to co-sign him a 100% as far as the elderberry tea or supplements or something. You need to make sure you have some elderberry in your life. Ever since he put that out there to me, I keep some in the house. I either had, I had the syrup. I was, I was taking the syrup. If I didn't have the actual tea, 
I had the syrup that I was taking like uh like once or twice a day. Yeah. So yeah. it does it does good. work wonders, man. So if you're yeah. trying to, you know, you're trying to stay healthy out here, that that should be your number one thing, staying yeah. healthy. So elderberry tea and the syrup and and yeah, I think you they they got it in pill form too, but yeah. you know, the, the liquid form is really good. Yeah, I say either get it get it on uh I would say to do like Jay said, use it as a tea in the tea form, or just get the syrup. Man, it goes right to your bloodstream. Just drink yeah. the syrup. <laughs> yeah. Get whatever's gonna get into you as fast as it can. Yeah, That's my and, you and you can't overdose on that stuff too. No, you know what I mean. So give your kids as much as they want. Take it through your veins. Hook it up to an <laughs> IV. Out, whatever. Just stay healthy out here in these streets, man. Yeah, man. Especially if you give it to your kids, man. They like gummies. Give them a little gummies. Give them the other yeah. very gummies. Yeah, tell them they, it's got, gummies. they got it in gummy forms too. Yeah, you know just tell I mean? them it's gummies. Don't even, don't yeah. even, don't even mess the game up. Just tell them it's yeah. gummies. You know, and elderberry is good anyway. Like it's 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 sweet. It's it's a sweet fruit. You know what I mean? It's not like a bunch of these bitter herbs that are also good for you, but they taste horrible. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's 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 one of those things that you and the rest of the rest of the family can enjoy so yeah no nah, that's facts hey man well thank you for your psa right there with the you know giving out hey, some health game, gotta look know? out gotta, gotta look out for my people you know what i mean yeah nah man like much appreciated sir because now nah, like he he's he's i mean jay always giving me he's he's the he's the uh guru of finances as well as health so he's you know nah, he's a good guy he's a good guy to, he's a good guy to have around you know what i'm saying i could i could i could bounce some stuff off of him and you know ask certain questions you know so I, i'll give him that you are knowledgeable in those areas you know that, thank other, you sir other other you areas know, we, question you know we we keeping this right i'm a i'm gonna keep this <laughs> on recording and replay it over and over anytime you got you got some disagreement <laughs> or something like that you know what i mean I mean, you know, I can still, I can still deny it. You know, I'll say it was something in my my cup of coffee I was drinking that morning. So you know, I'll figure, I'll figure a way to spin it. But I guess, nah, like I said, this I can, is I can, recorded too. This hey, is man. also recorded. So I mean, hey, we'll do you what you want. To be knocked out, man. <laughs> hey, look, man, you know stuff can be doctored. I'm just saying. This, this dude. <laughs> Well, before we get started, let me go ahead and do it. Yeah, but your week has been good. You know, I know you said you've been grinding and uh, you said you're going to be trying to do more, you know, a little bit more socializing, just getting out. Yeah, more yeah, yeah. I got I got new business cards. People holler at me, you know what I mean, if you need one. But, you know, enough about me, though. What's what's your week been like? Oh, man. So, we, you know, it's been pretty good, man. Busy as usual. I... um. I still have my client. We're, we're trying to work some things out and, and still get them a home, but everything is going good. Um, I'm actually, I actually made a couple more contacts. So I'm actually going to be doing some next Saturday. I'll actually probably be doing a little bit of uh, cold calling for those that aren't familiar with cold calling. That's like if okay. you see people with, you know, homes or things for sale, you're actually calling to reach out and see if, you know, they're interested in selling their home and things of that nature, but kind of like it's a, it's, it's one of the old old school tools of real estate. Like people don't like to talk about that that side of it because it's not it's not the super glamorous side, but it's one of those things that can drive your business up. 
So uh, yeah, next next Saturday, I'm actually gonna take some time out with a colleague of mine, and we're gonna actually just do some some cold calls. And because because with November and December, those are kind of those are months that things kind of slow down. So that's right. another way to keep your business kind of consistent. And if nothing else, you practice your chops because that's all you're doing, you know. So yeah, I'll be doing a little right. bit of that next. Sharpening week. them skills. That's yes, what's up. Sir. So that's pretty much it, man. I've been uh, just trying to work on my uh, work on my contacts and my you know get gain more knowledge, read more. I'll especially try to read a lot more during these next couple of months, just because it's cold, and I don't like to go outside when it's cold. So I'll be reading Word. a lot more. But I Word. think I'm gonna actually take my son to the comic book store tomorrow because he doesn't know that yet. Hopefully he's not listening at the door and can hear this because I'm trying to surprise him. So hopefully he's not listening, but you never know. Um, but <laughs> there's uh, we've been talking, he's really, you know, he's into like Marvel stuff. And mm-hmm. so we always talk about, he asked me questions, you know, kids ask 150,000 questions a day anyway. Right. But he asked me a lot of questions about Marvel stuff. Like he's fascinated, you know, with the Marvel universe. And so I'll tell him little stories about stuff and he'll be like, where? I didn't see that in the movie, daddy. Or I didn't see it in the cartoon. I'm like, it's in the comic book, man. Yeah. And, it, and every time comic I say the comic book. Better. Right. And I'm trying to tell him. And every time I mention the comic book, he'll kind of like look at me like, either kind of like roll his ass or like, dude, do you, I mean, can I have some of them or where can we get these? comic books you know so he kind of gives me that look so i'm like dang that would be cool to take him to a like a comic book store and kind of let him go around and get him a couple of comic books just so he could have that experience and uh you know just to show him another aspect of stuff and he's kind of reading it to some kind of like i'm in like kid mode with him but then i'm kind of in parent mode because i'm actually going to get him to read some too so it's kind of like the best of both worlds so Yeah, I think I'm gonna surprise him and take him to the if the if it's open. If you know, I know COVID and all that stuff. So hopefully, I can find one that's open just for a couple of hours tomorrow, and I could. Uh, I'm gonna take him to a comic book store and let him just just me and him, little father and son time. Yeah, that's what's up. That'll be that'll be cool for him. You know. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I thought it'd be cool. So I'm a big kid anyway. So you know, it works out. But other than that, man, that's pretty much it. I'm probably I, tonight is Halloween, so we're gonna get with my, you know, some of my relatives and let the kids dress up and play around. But that's pretty much it, you know. And kind of, kind of stay to ourselves. Definitely have our mask available, mask on top of mask since it's Halloween. You don't know what's going on, right? So, but it's it's cold. Have you been outside today? I have, unfortunately, and I could see my breath, and I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, bro, like, it was cold. Like, I went to the barbershop this morning, and I was like, yeah, it's too cold to be out here. Right. I saw my breath. My car had to warm up a little bit. Right. I was like, yeah, here we go. Here we go go with this. Yep. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And you might just catch me with a mask on just to keep my face warm. Right. It's gonna be like <laughs> they like you got your mask on. Yeah, because my face is cold. Right. That's one. That's another reason. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just put the ski mask on at that right. point. Yeah, I'm about to invest in some ski masks. 
Right. So yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. Um so I guess we can go ahead and get into it, man. I I, I would talk about the election stuff, but I don't want to. So Yeah, me neither. Whatever. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, whatever. You know, it is it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And after you know, elections. It is it is. Yeah. So we we'll we'll talk one day we'll have a maybe, maybe not. We'll have a not a discussion on the actual parties, but we'll just discuss it. Me and Jay had a we had like an elaborate two three day conversation on uh, points of voting and not voting and all of that. And we had yeah, you know, good conversation. We, we, yeah, we might we might we might need to bring that to the to the podcast. It got a little intense though, you know. You yeah, was, it did. You was uh, you was about to pull up on me, you know what I mean? And you know, I I told you, I told you I was ready. You was like, I was like, yo, let's 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 go. Whatever you want to <laughs> no, do, bro. No, I was trying to tell him something, and he said I was stupid and I couldn't read good, and that's how that's how I, I probably not, got out of here. I did not call you stupid, <laughs> and I did not say that you couldn't read. Good. <laughs> that's how I mean, you, call, you yelled, you know, you yelled all of these obscenities at me because you didn't read. You know, you called me a bunch of hurtful names, Man, and you told me that you were wrong pull up on me and <laughs> you know and you know I did me defending myself I yelled back I was like okay pull up then bleep bleep you know I mean? <laughs> but you know how, you know Jay got that daddy voice for real so you know he yelling to you really feel like you in trouble because he, he sound like your daddy for real <laughs> he yelling to you feel like he chastising you so you gotta kind of like I had to kind of like check out of it for a second when and remember that show when is the last time anybody has ever heard me raise my voice at anybody? You, hey, you raise your I voice at me. I don't know about I can't speak for everybody else. I mean, you yell at me a lot of it. I do not yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> he yells at me all the time. I mean, we talk about, I've been knowing him now what, almost 20 years. He yelled at me. He yelled at me a lot. This oh, guy. what he'll do? He either yell at me or he'll give me this look, like that look of disappointment, you, like that you I know. Yelling, you're still yelling, yelling, yelling to me. Yeah, that is not yelling. Bro. <laughs> That's yelling to me. He'll give me, he'll give me this look, like I know, I know you know you're wrong, right? I know you know, and you know why I'm staring at you like this. So he'll give me that look. This, this He's guy. probably giving me the look right now, but I can't see him. I'm not giving no look. <laughs> Stop I'm looking t- at me. Uh, hey look at the screen man (laughs) stop looking at me this this dude so anyway yeah but no we yeah we might have to do we may have to jump into that you know we're in the future we may we may do that may be like a special we may get into that and just yeah because we definitely we we definitely divided on the subject of voting and not voting and everything in between you know, yeah. I'll be trying to plead my case, but you know, some people don't, don't want to listen. So, you know, <laughs> no, and he maybe. made he made some valid points. Like I, I told him, like there's a lot of it. It's 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 almost harder to no. It, it is to me. It's harder to defend to vote than not to vote. You know. So I was telling you know that's why it was crazy hard, because I was some hard questions, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, yeah, no, he was hitting me, and he was hitting me, and he'll hit you with those hard but direct questions and it's very hard to counter those when a lot of the times you do see where that person is coming from 
and it, it makes it even worse when it's somebody that you agree with 98, 99% of the time. So it's like, it's almost like arguing with yourself. That's what it felt like. Or debating. It wasn't an argument, but it was more like a debate. So it's like debating with yourself almost. Yeah. Because I know where he's going. I know what he's going to say. So, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, we about to do that. That might be interesting. People yeah, might want to yeah. hear that. A couple, couple, yeah, a couple episodes from now. Let's, let's, let's plan for that. Yeah, if at all that. possible. Yeah, we can do that. God willing, we'll, we'll make that happen. Yes, sir. We'll make that happen. But let's go ahead and get into it. I figured we'd have a little fun today and uh, read a book that, uh, well, not read a book, but go over a book, kind of do an overview of a book that Jay and I both have read. And did I put you on this? Did you put me on this? Uh, I think I put you on this, if I'm not mistaken. I think, well, no, I think... I think if I remember correctly, we both knew about the book. I think I I picked up the book first and read it and then you read it shortly after. Yeah. And I might I, I got this from mom. That's why I, I got this from my mom. I got this from her yeah. library. Cuz I okay. seen that cuz I was I remember going cuz periodically when I would go home, I would grab like if I seen a book of interest Mm-hmm. That would be in their uh their little library of books. I would just grab it and say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna read this, right? And right. I probably wouldn't return it, even though I said I was going to. And right. uh, she she knew it. She'd be like, okay, just take it. I read it. So long as she's read, long as she's read the book, it's cool. Just can't take nothing that she hadn't read. Jake. She's not going. She's a, she devours books like she loves mom's mom's loves books. So yeah, she uh you know she's an avid reader. So but mm-hmm. this was something that she told me to check out. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, now, fair warning to our audience, whoever's listening to this particular podcast, this may get a little deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as... Hey, man, don't warn them. We got got international people out here, man. Don't warn nobody. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm just saying, as far as the information that will be talked about, you know, you really do have to have an open mind to kind of grasp and receive some of these things. So, you know... With that being said, that's just hey, that's just fair warning because you know some some of the things that I may say, or stamps may say, is you know are, are very unpopular opinions. But it, in my opinion, is the you know the absolute truth about things. Yeah, and we're talking about something that was written. So this was uh, you know this is actually the opinion and and the the and it's backed up by documents. Of the it's gentleman been, that wrote this book. Yeah, it's, it's, it's backed up by documents. And for those who, uh, you know, uh, believe in the Bible and read the Bible, it's backed up by Scripture, too. Yeah, so, Yep. And so it's, um, yeah, this is interesting, man. I Is this book, so the book is, let's go ahead and, and, and jump off. The book is, the author is William Cooper, and the book is Behold a Pale Horse. And the reason right. before we jump into it, the reason I, I I thought this would be a good book to do a book report on and talk about and and uh, discuss was because one is Halloween and there's a lot of scary stuff on here. And if you've ever seen the cover, we we're gonna put a picture of the cover on our Instagram so they can see it. You got to do that. So we'll put a picture of the cover, and so it's a crazy cover, and uh, the stuff that he talks about that we're about to get into. It, it touches on so many different facets that uh, I feel like 
it's very it's it's like it's very now especially being the way 2020 is being it's it's, it's very it it, it it rings relevancy it's, it's very relevant right now so i thought it'd be good because of that and then how politics are so crazy right now and everything everybody's going this way and that way i felt like he touches on that too and that's something that's big so we can talk about it have a discussion about stuff but in a book form and not just talk about today's stuff we leave that to the to the analysts and all of that but we're just speaking on this book so that was my reasoning behind it behind choosing this word so so let's get into it man so you know william cooper also known as uh affectionately bill cooper born may 6 1943 team tars yeah so yeah, he is the tourist uh <laughs> He may be a little crooked, y'all. <laughs> you know, we out here telling the truth. Gang, gang. Even though I don't really rock with the horoscope stuff like that or whatever. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to call that out. You know so you just going to shot that out there. You say? <laughs> I don't, man. I just, you know, I used to be, I used to be into, you know, astrology. Um, many moons ago, you know what I mean. Man, so a contradiction, right now, you I'm not a contradiction. I just, you know, I'm not into it. I just <laughs> know, I just know what I know. You know what I mean? That's why I had to, you know, get out of that space before Ain't I went too deep into it. You know what I mean? Team Tarot, though, gang, gang. Nobody pulling out tarot cards. So, yes, so William Cooper, yeah, he was born in uh 1943 and he had he had a as far as we know what's been documented, he's had a he had a heck of a career prior to writing this book. So, he was basically in the trenches prior to him writing the book. He was a uh he said he served in the United States Navy as well as the Air Force and in naval intelligence. Yep and um, was discharged around 1975. Mm-hmm. So, but there, there's documents that kind of, there's discrepancies that say he just served in the Navy and was a sergeant, like a petty officer, second class, right. but, right. you know, and he did a tour yeah, of duty. That's part of that cover-up. Yeah, so that could lead you to say, like, you know, whether even that, like, he's telling you this, but you know if he's in intelligence, then you know there's certain things that are never going to come to light fully like you're never gonna it's not like they're gonna have a full thing where he can just show all his stuff you know because they keep those documents those documents are sealed so you know and then you know trying to shoot trying to shoot somebody's credibility down um of course they're gonna be like yeah well there's some discrepancies yeah but uh so he he actually the thing that got him, it looks like that he was actually, um, so he was in the trenches and he was, this, this was his, you know, that was his world, the military intelligence and all of that. But it was around like 1988 that he felt compelled and he already see things, he already saw things that he deemed incorrect or morally wrong and things of that nature. And uh, he started to, you know, really dig into this stuff. And it got to a point to where 
he he gave his life to God. He he became you know he became a Christian. He got saved, so he did that, and then he started to feel like he almost. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jay. Did he feel like a burden, almost like he had to get this information out? Yeah, I mean, I feel like whenever you become, whenever you become of uh, the the Christian faith, and I, I won't necessarily, you know classify myself necessarily as a Christian, but I, I try to be a, a, you know, I'm a follower of the Bible, right? I believe the Bible and everything that the Bible has to say. I think you do get to a point where you feel compelled. If you are, you know, born again, you feel mm-hmm. compelled to um, expose evil and spo- expose information that um, that is intended to harm others or intended to keep others from the actual truth about what, you know, the things that are going on. So, yeah, I mean, I can, I can agree with that. I can kind of understand why, you know, especially, you know, if he, if he's walking in that type of faith, then, you know, it it comes a point where you, it's like, yo, you either going to be on the right side or the left side. Like you got to pick a side. It's it's no longer going to be no gray area. You got to either be black or white. You know what I mean? Just like kind of like how uh, Christ said in the Bible. It's like you either hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. You know what I mean? You all the way in or all the way out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So so yeah. So um, yeah, I could I could definitely understand that. So I I think there yeah there was a you know it's 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 just just like when you you do something wrong or if you know some things about certain things like your your conscience starts to eat at you. So I think mm-hmm. that's why uh he wanted to put out this information which I I really think in the end he was he was killed for. Now oh yeah I mean something else, but yeah. you know what I mean we're gonna but, get into that. We're gonna get into yeah. that. We're gonna get into that. Yeah, because yeah, you know, yeah he definitely was killed. That's I mean that that's has <laughs> there's no uh if there's a bunch about that, which also makes this book interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he, he felt like basically what we're saying is that he he, you know, saw he saw his light and 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 became, you know, he he gave his life over to God and saw that basically he his moral standards changed. So he had or he had moral standards, because even he speaks about it in the book where, you know, he just didn't he just kind of went along to get along, like it wasn't None of this stuff was a big deal to him. These things that were going on, as far as you know, did he feel convicted? But once he became, you know, once he followed follow God and became and looked and checked on stuff himself and became like he had his own. He had a code at this point, you know, and he began to do checks and balances in his life and felt like he needed to expose a lot of these things that weren't being exposed. So with that being said, you know, he starts out, he, um, let's see what we want to, where we want to start off with this. Let's go ahead and go ahead and jump into it. So he, he starts to talk about, I know initially he starts about like the silent weapons and quiet wars. So. Right. With that being said, oh, go ahead, Jason. Did you have something? Yeah, no, I was just saying, you know, I was agreeing with you. Um. So I, I think that was the part of the book, and you're you're towards the beginning, right? So yeah, um, silent weapons and quiet wars uh, have to do with. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's 
how it's kind of how you are born into this world and you're indoctrinated to certain things and you think that things are supposed to go a certain way because of all of the principles and ideologies that you've been taught throughout your childhood and growing up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everything from work and school to education to, you know, how things should be, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, you, you're born, you, you have a set of parents, they raise you, you get good grades in school, you grow up to be an employee and, you know, then you go and have a family and you kind of repeat the cycle. You know what I mean? And that was where that's that's really where society or the way it was designed that's where it was really set up to keep you never really right. thinking outside uh the box and and never really questioning anything like why why things the way were the way that they were yeah. basically yeah and then he even outlined strategies you know there's where he says uh they're saying like one of the strategies is keep the public ignorant maintain access to control points for feedback yep and then it's like to get this uh less public organization required reaction to outputs so you're going to be selling information and giving it out but giving incorrect inaccurate information exactly uh, there there's other ways like you say create preoccupation attack the family unit Mm-hmm. I mean, what what do we see now? What uh, how high is the div- the divorce rate? Yeah, I mean, even from even from a see, and this is the thing that people have to understand that what the media puts out there, the media often controls what narratives that they sell to you, right? So exactly. you always hear about your favorite celebrities either getting hooking up with somebody or getting divorced. You know what I mean? So right. I, I feel like the divorce is marketed just as much, if not more, than marriage. You know oh, what I mean? Definitely. The celebrity definitely. world. So these, you know, you got people who, and I'm going to, you know, make a blanket, blanket statement because I feel like it's true. A lot of people idolize celebrities and don't really know that they're idolizing them. Um, mm-hmm. When you, when you defend, a lot of these celebrities for no reason whatsoever. I mean, you mm-hmm. you know, I've seen people become hostile because just because they don't feel they don't like a certain person or they feel a certain type of way against a certain person or have a certain opinion about a certain person. And you have all of these other fans that will personally attack that person yeah. for saying that. Well, that's idolatry. That is a yeah. form of idolatry. I'm I'm sorry. You you can't you can't openly defend somebody that you know nothing about other than their celebrity status and the fact that they're talented. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people people walk around and blindly do that. So I guess my point was when you take these type of celebrities and then they get divorced, right? Mm-hmm. Divorce is then marketed to you. Like, yeah. oh, it's a cool thing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay because my favorite celebrity did it, and this is how it turned out for them. Right. So it's kind of like you know, is is blind idolatry in a, in a in a sense. It's it's because yeah. you know it's it's 
it's set up to, you know, for for every everything comes wrapped in a different package, right? So yeah. if you think of idolatry, you are you you think of like the old times where people was making golden statues and bound down and worshiping it, right? Mm-hmm. But is <laughs> is really a lot of different tentacles in that, you know what I mean? Especially in today's world, you can't you can't really compare the the old the old generation to the new, except for the underlying theme never really changes, right? So yeah. back in the days of the Bible, right, it was you know people making golden calves and, and worshiping them, right? Now today in today's world, it's celebrities. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's living, breathing people that people are basically kissing the ground that they walk on. Now, don't ain't nobody going to want to take a hard look in the mirror and, and and understand that most people are doing that. But hey, whatever, you know, it yeah. is what it is. So anyway, I'll oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like that's that's how that's how stuff like divorce and you know the break. You you were mentioning. William Cooper talking about the destruction or the breakup of the family unit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how things like that are introduced because it kind of starts with the celebrities like doing these trends and subliminally, or I'm sorry, subconsciously, people are picking that up. Yeah. And and check this you know out. I mean? So it this is this follows right to what Jay is saying. Like he he accurately put this into words and he put it eloquently. Let me I'm gonna go ahead and read it from it just to give you guys an example. So it says diversion is the primary strategy. And it says experience has proven that the simplest method of securing a silent weapon and gaining control of the public is to keep the public undisciplined and ignorant of basic systems, principles on one hand, while keeping them confused, disorganized, and distracted with matters of no real importance on the other hand. Exactly. And then then they say, you know, he goes on to talk about, you know, this is, this is done by disengaging their minds, uh, sabotaging their mental activities, providing low quality program of public education in mathematics, logic, systems design, economics, and discouraging technical creativity. Yep. So you look at that and that's, this is just, this is just the beginning, you know, this is all within the beginning of the book. And he's talking about like these things that, you know, are put in the place that we celebrate. But if these are the only things that we are celebrating, like Jay was talking about, as far as idols and celebrities and things of that nature, then they're winning. Like the powers that be are winning. If that's the only thing you're worried about is what just a favorite celebrity has on and what they're doing, and you're not thinking outside of the box, you're not picking up a book, you're not trying to develop another skill, another life skill, something that can help you better yourself and take, and you're just kind of like mindless, um, that then, I mean, it's working because that's some of the stuff that, you know, they do because basically he talks about within these silent weapons and quiet wars, he's saying that the media is almost, it, not almost, is a weapon in a sense, a weapon used against you the person it is they are it ain't no in a sense it is <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah uh, it's it's is is deeper than what people really want to come to grips with you know what i'm saying yeah. and that's the, that's the problem is is getting is trying to get people to see past the surface um everything is kind of done or seen on a surface level and that's all that 
most people, I would say 90% of people are concerned about. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really wants to look past that. And I'm telling you, man, like the truth is buried under several layers because right. it's been designed to hide the truth and buried it under these several layers so that you would never, you, you won't, you won't go far enough to, to, to find it. Yeah. I mean, you won't you go deep enough. Yeah. So let's just say if the truth is, is 15 layers deep and you go three, four, five, six layers thinking you did something. And it's like, yeah, you know what? This is no, nah, this is, this is facts. This is, I, I went six, seven layers, but yeah. the truth is at the 15th layer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it just seems like every, as, as time progresses or whatever, there's another layer of lies that you have to try and sift through, yeah. you know, just to, just to get to the truth. So. No, that's facts. And so like what, and what Jay is saying, it, it literally says in the next, uh, down in the reference that page and then it states, uh, it has media. Then it states media, keep the cult, keep the adults, public attention diverted away from real social issues and captivated by matters of no real importance. That could be the reality shows. That could be, you know, yep. you're diving into a point like, and, and, I, and I'm not saying, and let's be clear, I enjoy watching TV, watching content and things of that nature. So I'm not saying it, and neither is, neither is he to a point, but he's saying, be aware of what's going on. Like, it's okay to have entertainment and 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 watch things and be entertained you you know you don't have to live in a bubble but at the same time you have to be aware of your surroundings be aware of what's going on around you don't just live your life for netflix or for tv or for celebrities you know there's other things right. out there and if they're pushing and in my in my experience and I, and I and i believe jay will agree with me if they're pushing something so hard to keep your attention for somebody like me i always wondered like okay what are they not telling me if you're pushing this so hard where you want to you just want me invested in this then what else is going on like what what am i not finding out and right. i've always been like that right so that and, and so, but this book is interesting because it it talks about that. So and then even with schools, keep the pub, keep the young public ignorant of real mathematics, real economics, real law, and he he emphasizes and puts in all caps real history. Yep. And and how important is that? Yeah. Real history. Don't nobody know the real history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to really. You have to really, really dig for it. And you're going to go through several layers of BS because there's all types of books out there that lie to you. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes you have to read and you have to read multiple, you know, you'll find the answers, but sometimes you have to not something. You got to read. You, you definitely got to read from multiple perspectives, though. Multiple perspectives, multiple sources. And then, you know, you get more of a perspective of what's going on, you know? Right. And so I, I just love the way he kind of put some of this stuff out here because it's just like he hits you in the face with a lot of it. You know, right. he goes into speaking about entertainment and he blatantly says, keep the public entertainment below a sixth grade level. Yep. And then you like when it, when you start to think about how many things you watch on TV that you've been watching 
since you were a kid that haven't really evolved. Like it's still the same type of stuff. It's just right. in a different form. It's just like, dang, that makes sense. And then even right. with work, it says work, keep the public busy, busy, busy with no time to think yep. back on the farm with the other animals. Yep. You remember the book called Animal Farm? Did y'all have to read that? Yeah, I read Animal Farm. Yeah, Animal Farm was deep too. And I read that. Mm-hmm. Boy, we read that in the seventh, eighth grade, I think. At least mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, you know, yeah, going back to that, think about how and, and we used to have these conversations all the time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we had these conversations for years, just me and you and you know, other close friends. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo. This eight hours a day thing, five days a week, and sometimes like a lot of times more than that. Like your average person going to work forty, you know, forty to forty five hours a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some some you know some people just just depending on their jobs more than that, right? Yeah. And that is a lot of time to give to other things or other companies, other people that is not really growing you in any way. Yeah. It's, it's helping them. It's not benefiting you at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Other than, other than the fact that you get a paycheck and you, you, uh, you get a paycheck to take care of your family or whatever, but it's just like, I'm just like, yo, something is, is, is blatantly wrong with that system. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily know what what needs to be done to fix it or whatever, but at the same time, um, something's something's terribly wrong with that. And I think that that's why you see this boom of people trying to step out and and do other things and trying to be entrepreneurs and trying to you know create other streams of income or whatever. Because it's this you know that eight hour five day a week thing, and you know getting paid bi weekly that ain't that ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it. no, it's not it. And if, you, not and, if you, and if you're not only doing that and not doing anything else with your time, you're gonna be you're you're gonna be like mindless. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's gonna be yeah. other, there's gonna be other things that come into your you know you come into your play, come into your life, and it's gonna take it's gonna take precedence over certain things. You know, but you still can't give up that core of who you are, and and that and being inquisitive. You know, because I, like for me, for example, just to give a, a personal example, I have a wife, two kids, and a job, and multiple jobs actually. But you know that I, I still make time, you know, and it, it's not always me sitting here like I like today. I have I have the book, the physical book in front of me, where I'm able to go through, you know, look through it, whatever. I may not always have the opportunity to read things in this form but i also subscribe to audible where i can consume content in a way that i can get it faster through the listening ear and if i got time i'll go back and read the book or sometimes i'll read along with it but Mm -hmm. i consume content and books multiple ways because i still have a hunger to understand certain things and, and and still have that inquisitive mind and want to gain more knowledge on certain things and so right with that being said that's why i think it's important to always still carve out just carve out some time for yourself daily even if it's 30 minutes to an hour and and, and do some reading you know mm-hmm. to to get you get you together spiritually and even mentally you know have you have your stuff to get you there spiritually 
but also read stuff for recreational purposes just to, you know, expand your thought process. Because I mean, that's how I fell upon this book was that way. It was just something that I've always questioned a lot of different things. And then Jay is the same way. And, you know, something like this, you know, touched us to a, touched a nerve with us because there was a lot of truth that we could visibly see things and know that things aren't what they have always been and there's more to it so i think right. that was one of the things that compelled us to even pick up this book in the first place so, yeah I'm, all, and I'm always yeah i'm just always searching for the truth you know what i mean yeah. like um i know that that things are not what they seem and you know i've always been one of those types of people um to to look deeper into things because i i know you know just from the text that i've read that we're constantly being deceived every single day mm-hmm. every single day every single corner you turn is a deception you know what i'm saying and um you know how they, they you know I, i've talked about this before how they hide things in front of you in plain sight so mm-hmm. there's there's no i don't think that there's any coincidence about how many movies we watch and we consume that kind of subconsciously prepare us for things to come so how many how many movies have we seen where it's been disasters and then you know for disasters for a long time to mm-hmm. you know places like New York City or California and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, uh, you got 9-11. Yep. You know what I mean? Or, um, you know, we doing this, we we dealing with this COVID-19 thing, but how many movies have been out for, I'm talking about since the early 90s, talking mm-hmm. about worldwide pandemics and outbreaks? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's just it's just like that too. I'm just like, you know, people know things that that others don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for the most part, the script is already written out, I feel mm-hmm. like, for a lot of a lot of different things as far as how they're either going to play out or how they're supposed to play out. So Yeah. Now you're right. And that's why, like, and, and he continues to go on about, you know, I, I this is one of my favorite chapters, and this is the initial chapter because he's speaking on a he's speaking on a simplified, but at the same time, broad-based information in regards to how little things like Jay is speaking on affect that you just don't even give a second look about. You're just going about your day, but how you have these distractions that ultimately take your time away from doing more reading and and, and more due diligence and deep diving into this stuff and so he um he speaks on um politicians and how uh hold they hold many quasi-military jobs the lowest being police which are soldiers Mm. the attorneys and cpas next are spies and uh the now all of these people are in secret societies mm-hmm. behind oh, yeah, i'm getting there that's next <laughs> yeah, that's next. yeah man, my bad because it's been a it's been a minute i mean we so me and stamps are talking about this book but it has been this has literally been years since i've read the book um yeah. stamps might have went over it you know um 
a couple more times um, since I have since since we're talking about it now. But yeah, it's it's been a while since I tapped into it. But you know, it's it's a lot of explosive information in there. Yeah, no, it is, it is, and I'm actually going through it. I'm like, yeah, I need to read this again. It's been a minute. It's been because it's been a while since I read. So I just pulled the book out of my. Uh, downstairs out of my little library I got and just want to I want to have it as points of reference because I know it has some some pieces that I at least want to touch on and read you know mm-hmm. verbatim that were in here so that's why I brought the book upstairs with me um but yeah like no there it, and it's just it's so interesting so he just speaks on so many things he speaks on like the president the presidential level of the commander-in-chief is shared by international bankers so it then it states on the people know that they have created this farce and financed it with their own taxes in quotations consent that they would rather knuckle under than be the hypocrites. So you, I mean, you have a lot of things that then you notice when we when I said the presidential level commander in chief is shared by the international bankers. Please don't think it's just the commander in chief that runs stuff. Please don't believe that. Please know that money is the thing that makes everything go around. And these banks and banking systems, the ones that you don't really know about and are not aware of, uh, are things that keep everything going the way it is. And so like what Jay was saying, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit just because we could literally do a whole three or four segments on this. this But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll speed up and just kind of go through it. So it just gives you, the initial part gives you just a breakdown of, of what is put in place. And then it, it falls into the next chapter where he speaks on secret societies in the new world order, which Jay was talking about. And he goes in depth with the the where's, the why's, and how this is this is the thing and why why they feel like we almost need to be we as human beings and people need to be led and stuff needs to be hidden from us uh so we're not we're not uh put up on game or educated and it's just it's it's crazy and he speaks about like how you know he gives he gives um context to where some of these ideas came from and why you know how they've been molded and changed because he spoke i mean he speaks on um he goes back into biblical days and speaks mm-hmm. about how a lot of these things that are done in in today's in in the in the 20th because he wrote this in the 20th century he wrote this in 1992 um but it, basically the the some of the things that they take from the bible uh the people that are trying to control certain things they took certain things and twisted them Absolutely. And, and they used it uh they use it to control right so they're like if you don't you're not reading this but i'm feeding this to you you're going to take it especially if you're not taking the time to look do the research yourself you're gonna you're gonna take what i say as facts so right and uh that that's kind of where it goes go ahead jay i thought you were about to say something yeah, no, nah, I was just saying, um, no, nah, that's that's absolutely right. When you think about, you know, I see people on social media all the time talking about um, how they don't believe the Bible or how the, how the Bible has been, you know, uh, 
set up to, you know, be a book that was written by our oppressors and you know what I'm saying? Meaning speaking of um speaking specifically to to black people. And so that alone has created a whole nother thing. Is uh, and that's it's the reason why um so many of us get into other you know, spiritual religions or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? And people don't understand that when you go back and do the research yourself, that in itself is actually a deception. You know what I'm saying? To make people believe that the Bible was, you know, written by, you know, a bunch of men to, to have control over, you know, and it's, it's not true. It's Mm -hmm. just not true. And, you know, people can argue and debate, but, um, I feel like most people have simply have not done enough research to come to to even come to that type of conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's it's very interesting that he talks about that, and and the Bible has been taken and twisted. Um, mm-hmm. There is a reason that they give you uh, the Bible as as we know now with only sixty six books. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the Bible is actually much more extensive than that, but you have to go and do your research because certain books were taken out by the Roman Catholic Church and the Vatican to keep a certain group of people from finding out who they really were and the truth, the, the real truth about things. So you have to you have to go in and and do research. There's nothing that I could really get into um right now because like like we said it would be it this would be a four or five segment podcast cuz it's just so much so much information that people aren't really knowledgeable about or or privy to and yeah, then and won't do the, won't do the research. Won't do yeah. the research to go to even go look some of this stuff up. Now Given you're gonna go through probably a lot of BS before you actually find the truth, but you gotta keep you have to keep digging. And most most people, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like people who are entrepreneurs and want to start their own business, right? You gotta keep you gotta keep at it for your business mm-hmm. to actually flourish, right? Right. Same thing with finding trying to find the truth. You gotta keep at it. You can't give up and just say, "Ah, man, screw it." You know, is it just is what it is at this point? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have to be on the constant search for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's like I said, it's just interesting all of the stuff that that he touches on in the book. Yeah, and he basically goes in like, you know, within the secret society portion, New Order. I mean, he gives names, dates of things, and, yep. and and he goes into that. Like he goes in depth. I'm like Jay said, I'm not gonna hit you with all that here, but I'm just, you know, we're doing an overview. And so he, I mean, but he goes into stuff, man, and it, it gets heavy because he, there's a portion where he writes, you know, remember, never worship a leader. If you worship a leader, you then no longer have the ability to recognize when you have been deceived. Now, I'm going to read that one more time. <laughs> I'm going to read that one more time. I'll read a little slower. Remember, Please do. Remember, never worship a leader. If you worship a leader, you then no longer have the ability to recognize when you have been deceived. Hey, can you one one more time for the people in the back? I'm not sure if they they heard. (laughs) I'm going to read it one more time. Remember, never worship a leader. 
if you worship a leader, you then no longer have the ability to recognize when you have been deceived. There you have it. Now, <laughs> when we talking about worshiping leaders, we can we can go a whole bunch of different directions to that. It's not it's not walking up to your favorite person as a leader and falling to their feet. Yeah, we you know what we talking about. Man. So, yeah. um, following that's you know, a very, that's a very interesting point. Yeah. Yep. And it's real. Like that's a that's a real that's in here. And it's 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 in cap it's capitalized, all caps. Which is hilarious to me because this was before the mobile mobile phone era text messaging. So this is like hilarious to me that he has certain parts in the book that are like all caps. Like he's tr literally trying to get you to con take this in what he's saying. And exactly. so, you know, it's, it's funny and so, but, but yeah, that, I mean, that's real. And it's, we've seen that in history. That's another thing. Like what that, even that quote, like that we spoke about me, me and Jeff spoke about in the past. I know I've spoken about in the past, like on the, in the autobiography of Malcolm X, where he speaks about, you know, giving his life over where he, you know, he chose Islam and that was his life. And, but initially he was so enamored in the honorable Elijah Muhammad that it it took it almost took precedence over god like it uh it, it was like he was he was enamored with the the man in the physical form yeah he was his god yeah yeah he was willing look at, to, look at look at like look at how people look at michael jordan yeah you know what yep. i mean and, and look look at our childhood like how we grew up idolizing michael jordan yeah you know what I mean? Then you know we get older. You you kind of grow out of that. But some some people, a lot of people, never grew out of it. Yeah. No. Nah, I mean, you're right. There's people. There's people today that would literally lay down their life, not not knowing the guy's character. They just know yep. he can put a ball in the hoop better than anybody else. Yeah. Than, than anybody <laughs> else that we've seen on TV. You know right. what I mean? Like you know, right. I used to I used to question the, the the greatest. You know, like the the greatest of all time debate, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, you know, it was, and it, you know, it was real funny. Remember that? Uh, remember that that song that Jada Kiss came out with called "Why"? Yeah. Yeah. And remember that one line? Why is it? Why is it a dude better than Jordan that ain't get that break? Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yep. Um, but I, you know, I think about that. Like even when, even before Jada said that or whatever, I used to th think to myself a lot, like. Jordan is the greatest that we've ever seen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like from a from a perspective of this dude is in the NBA. The NBA supposedly has all of the best talent, the the top tier talent in the world, basically, right? Mm -hmm. But what if what if what if somebody out there better than Jordan that don't really care about basketball like that? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just I mean, served everybody he's ever played against, and just never wanted to go to the league. Yeah. Yep. So you can't really say you can't really. It, it really is no goat debate. It ain't. It really ain't no greatest of all time debate when you think about it on that level. It's just from what we've seen growing up and what who who controlled that narr narrative, the media. Yeah. So you see yep. how it all ties back. Now I'm not saying I'm not I'm not. I'm not sitting up here saying Jordan isn't the greatest or isn't one of the greatest 
ever. But, you know, you don't have, you really, when you think about it, you really don't have that type of information to really say that other than what's been shown to you through the media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's, it's levels to this. It's crazy how when you really think about it or whatever, it's just like, well, man, is that really true? Yeah. Is this really the, you know what I mean? Like, you know. And it's like, do you read, like, even with this, you know, the book we're going into, we're not, I'm not, we're not necessarily saying that we're giving you a lot of stuff that's from his mouth and from his words and his writing. So we're not necessarily saying, like, yeah, this is fact, but he does raise a lot of interesting points. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, like, I, you I know. believe it's facts. I, well, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and but I'm, I'm saying it from the standpoint of saying yeah, yeah, everything. No, yeah. I get what you're yeah. saying. I'm just saying I believe it's facts just based off of the experiences that I've had and um, just the research that I've done on my own. Because, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like, you know, even with with uh, people, like, you shouldn't ever believe what a person tells you, especially when it comes to, like, the Bible, right? Like, there's a, there's a debate um, out there where it's kind of like, you know, that's why I don't really rock with uh, a bunch of pastors, you know what I mean? And, and people of mega churches and stuff like that, because you are relying on them to tell you about the Bible, which is something you can go and read for yourself and interpret on your own. Right. And when you, when you actually do it that way, and you you read things for yourself or whatever you you come to find out wait wait a minute like these ain't these people ain't talking about the bible whatsoever yeah like no you have to be very mm-hmm. you have to like you you have to um you have to be very selective and and, and careful about who you choose to allow to not not necessarily educate you well, right. yeah, educate you. Well, but, yeah, educate you, yeah, but, yeah, I, educate I, I, you but I actually like I actually like the type of pastors who will say, "Hey, listen, don't believe me. Yeah, I'm telling you this, but don't believe me. Go look at it for yourself. Yeah, and I mean that's what you know. That's that's what my pastor says. For I mean, full disclosure, you know, yeah. that, uh, he he's he's Pastor Pat. He he's cool. He, he's like, I mean, he's dope for that. Like he'll tell you yeah. in a second. He's like, hey, you know, this is this is this is you know, this is what I'm giving you. But I I still want you to go do your research. I want you to go do your fact checking. I want you mm-hmm. to go do this and that. And so mm-hmm. you know that that is what it is. Like you you still he wants like you know I'm giving this to you and you should come here to get re-energized. But don't let this be the only place that you get this information. Exactly. And I can respect that. So. Yeah, don't yeah, don't look at it. And that's just like somebody telling, you know, a specific side of their story, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like we, we watched the uh, what was the dude? The dude that just recently got uh, kicked out of the restaurant for for wearing Air oh, Force One. Yeah, like yeah, the brother that got kicked out of the, the yeah. so yeah. What, what yeah. For, for people that don't know, I'm just gonna give a brief overview, then you can finish your thought. Yeah. Basically, he's talking about there was a there was a brother, there was a black man that was in a restaurant. He had on he was dressed nice, but he had on Air Force Ones. The restaurant says you couldn't wear sneakers, and they asked him to leave, and it was the whole thing. He pointed out that a woman 
uh, a white woman had on sneakers as well, but she was sitting at the bar and not being, you know, he felt not being harassed, but he was yeah. being harassed. So it was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, so I won't I won't speak on my opinion of that particular situation, but I will say that you know a lot of times you have to wait until all sides come out for them to tell their story and their perspective yeah. on things before you can actually come to the truth. You can't just automatically jump and take sides based off of just just that side that you've seen. Yeah, there's there's other sides to it or whatever, and I feel like. I mean, there's even a, a, a story in the Bible where, you know, uh, I think it was a king. It, it might have been Solomon um, mm-hmm. where he had to make a decision, but he had to hear both sides first. Yeah. He, yep. he, had to, he had to hear both sides first before he made the decision. And then based off of both sides, what he did is he threw something out there. He threw an idea out there and one was with the idea and one wasn't. And so from that particular perspective, he was able to tell what it really was and what it really wasn't. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, back to, back to all of that. Yeah. I I just think the, the, what he has to say in the book is really, really interesting. I think people should really pay attention um, and and go out and read, like, you know, you got to have an open mind for this. Cause like I said, uh, a lot of the information in there is very explosive. I think this was one of the books um, was it one of the books? Well, I fell I fell down a rabbit hole a long time ago prior to that, but this was definitely one of the books that kind of exposed me to just the different, the other different tentacles of, you know, the government and, and all of this other stuff and what they were really trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, which, you know, may lead into our, uh, next kind of topic or debate you know the next time we we come back uh with a with an episode now jog my memory but didn't he say something about how presidents were selected yep and not elected yep okay all right so I'm gonna just leave you with that. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, and that that that's in that chapter as well. Yeah. No, that that's that's there. And this was '92, y'all. So I mean, come on, come on. This is '90. He put the book out '92, but he's giving you game that he got in the '70s. Yeah. He's talking about stuff that he's seen. He felt so convicted about stuff that he's seen that was coming into play in the 70s that was playing out in the 80s that he felt like he had to rewrite. He started talking about it in the late 80s and wrote the book in 92, you know, completed yeah. the book in 92. So that just lets you know that a lot of this stuff that people are, are sometimes enamored by, they're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. Like, this has been in play for 50 years. Like, this is... This was already in play longer than that. I'm just giving an example, but this stuff is in play for years and years and years before we even it even comes to the light. If you're not up on game, it's just like technology. For example, they tell us, and this is what they tell us. They say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, but they say, you know, if something comes out, you know, it's already been in pro. Like people, the people that know that that are in the know. That have access it was out it was it was already you know there 10 years ago 
So they're ten years ahead of the curve. That's what they, you know. That's what I was. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's, and it's it is more. It's actually more than ten years. It's probably twenty to thirty. So yeah. remember, I think remember in the I think this this had to be like in the early to mid nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Where they were talking about coming out with clones. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were they were cloning animals. They I think the first thing that they cloned was a sheep or whatever, right? Yep. Um, and then you know, you had people on both sides, you know, oh, this this would be great. And then other people were like, nah, this this is wrong. Like this, we shouldn't do this, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I think that was the early nineties, right? Now think yep. about that, right? Think about where we are now. Because you could literally go into uh, a lab of a company and clone your dog when your dog dies like you can have a clone on deck yeah you know what i mean so this is 2020 right they were introducing the concept and the idea of cloning in the 90s when they, when mm-hmm. they first started making media rounds right mm-hmm. but you have to understand like people have to understand when they're talking about, you know, the idea of cloning scientists has found this new way to blah, 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 this, that, whatever. No, they are, they've been had that idea. They've been perfected it or, or gotten it to near perfection. What they're doing is warming you up to the idea subconsciously. You know what I mean? Yeah. To basically tell you, yo, this is going to be a thing of, of the future and it ain't nothing y'all could do about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I mean, that's kind of how, and, and, and it's just, again, William Cooper saying this or whatever, but there are several other people in documentations that I've read over the years that say the same thing, the same thing. So now if that is, so if you take all that information and all of that information is true, right? Let's just say that all of that is true. Everything that we're talking about is true as far as the cloning and all of that stuff. What do you think that they doing now? Mm-hmm. You think they t- you think they couldn't clone a human? I mean. Just something to think about. You know what I mean? It's just that, you know, it's a rhetorical question. But I'm just like, if they've been doing these things to animals, and I just told you that they introduced the idea and the concept in the 90s, and I'm telling you that they, I've read documents and stuff like that where they've had that type of thing they've been experimenting since the 40s i think 30s or 40s talk about it jay talk about it like what do you think i'm just saying what do you think what do you think that they can do now in 2020 exactly that's all uh, that's all i'm saying like but but again people will reject the ideas of this because it's so it's like it's so far-fetched yeah. It's like, nah, they won't, they won't do nothing. We're speaking on books, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. Know. We just, you know, I mean, hey, it's just, you know, go out and go out and read some stuff. It's very interesting. Yeah. We just discussed some stuff William, William Cooper and like-minded individuals are talking about. So, you know. Yeah, yeah you know. So, hey, just, just try, try and give y'all a different perspective, man. Yeah, got to. And so, and with that being said, like, Jay, Jay talked about, you know, he was just speaking on how they were presidents that were implemented and you know selected to be put in place which is it's it's clearly it's it's clear as day in this book you know he speaks on that he speaks on how these societies uh elect people to put them in position way before they're in position 
So it's it's a form of classism. So you, you're born into a certain family and this is your, they already have the hierarchy of how things are gonna go. There's no, there's no, if there's a reason why this is the way it is. And, and when you start to look at that, you think about presidents we've had in the past, like Roosevelt, I'm just using Roosevelt as an example because you know that was a bloodline uh, that was really strong because I believe it was his, definitely a relative. I'm trying to think it was, was it like a uncle or something. I'll have to go back and do research because I don't want to uh, misinform you, but that Roosevelt bloodline was really strong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, it, it goes. It. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that uh, I, I'm using, and I'm speaking on FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt. And you can you can do your Googles on him. He's the president, the only president to serve four terms. So he served, yeah. And I, I'll say that one more time. He served four terms. Like the only reason he did, he didn't finish his fourth term, he died in office. He died while being the president. Um, he served. He got. He got as he's most known. He's his biggest claim to fame as far as in the presidency was he was the he was basically over the New Deal, which was created to get us out of the Great Depression in the 30s. And so he um, he spearheaded the New Deal, made deals with banks, and blah 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 blah. Do your research on that. But he's the one that he was so beloved by a large segment of people that he ended up serving four terms, which is unheard of. And after him, that didn't happen again. They put they put that in place not to be a thing again. But yeah, he um, his family and his bloodline and there's actually and it's crazy because, again, by knowing certain things, you can go back and even. In subtle documentaries, if you listen closely and you pay attention, they'll give you stuff too. So it's it, it's there, but you have to know what you're listening for and what you're looking for. So there's a documentary, it still may be on Netflix. I don't know if it's not, but there's a documentary, Jay, on the Roosevelts, like a full documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. And it speaks mm-hmm. on FDR, but it speaks on Teddy Roosevelt, who was a president that preceded him, that is mm-hmm. a relative. I can't remember if that's his uncle or something, like a great uncle or something, but mm-hmm. I say that to say that there's a bloodline, to bring it back to this book, there's mm-hmm. a bloodline there that is is consistent with what William Cooper talks about because it's so strong in the Roosevelt and the Roosevelt stream of things that I believe, I think it was FD. FDR, and I'll have to go back and fact check that, but his wife is actually a distant cousin of his. Right. And so that's, I mean, it, it, that's weird. I'm sorry. That's, just, that's strange to me. So I'm like, well, but, and it's like, but it's strange it, it, in a context of thinking, just just me sitting here thinking, it's just like, yeah, that's crazy. But when you start to read books like this, and you put that together with what information you'll be given if you do your research on the presidents and the actual people behind the presidency, you'll start to see like, uh, yeah, they'll make sense because they'll subtly, they subtly even talked about it in the documentary, but they kind of like skim past it a little bit. And it's like, oh, okay. So, but go ahead, go ahead. 
Well, so the, the, here's the thing, too, that I wanted to point out about, you know, just the presidency in general. If you do enough digging, you'll find out that all of the presidents are related to each other. Mm. There was a, it was, and there was a, it was actually an eight year old, I think, or some, I forget, she was in like, I, I feel like she was in elementary school, but she figured out that all of the presidents were related to each other. There's mm-hmm. like a, there's like a, uh, there's like a, a news cast of this as well. I'll try to find it on YouTube. I may, I may, um, I may post it on the Halfway Humble um, Instagram. But yeah, she figured out that all the presidents were distantly related to each other, even Barack Obama, mm-hmm. and. Um, it all has to do with a royal bloodline from a king. Now, I think that William Cooper, I don't know if he touches on the 13 bloodlines, but I know he does touch on bloodlines and, and DNA and the fact that you really have to be born into royal families to to even be able to acquire certain positions in this world. You know what I'm saying? So all of that stuff traces back. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure this is a lot of stuff that, People ain't know they like they they probably like man what are they talking about like nah, <laughs> this, this is a real thing this yeah. is a real thing and so we're don't trying to expect nobody don't don't expect no 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 Kanye West or somebody that look like me or Stamps to be in the in, in, to be in the presidential race and actually win it you know what I mean and even if they do even if they just not part of that that bloodline and somebody that looks like me becomes president one day, it was planned. <laughs> it was planned. You, and, and then and then even with this information, you're not even gonna hear somebody like him go go like like he just used Kanye West for an example. I, I highly doubt Kanye West has read this book. <laughs> I was like I put money I put money everything I had to to be like, nah, he ain't read this. He ain't nah. up on this. He ain't up nah. on this. And we're and what I'm trying and what we're trying to do is kind of still stay in a sense of not trying to overload you, we're gonna wrap it up in a minute, and we could, yeah, next, we could. It's crazy. We could do so much on this, but yeah, we're, it's it's uh, we we're just giving you a broad, some broad strokes of what this book is. I mean, what this book entails because yeah. it it goes it goes so deep, but it, it goes into, you know, it, it speaks on after the secret societies. It speaks on like, uh, where we at here? The anatomy of anatomy of alliance and they talk about he speaks on the anti-drug abuse act where he talks about you know things that you are some people are familiar with but like why you know who's responsible for drugs and how drugs hit the 80s and the drugs in the 80s was so crazy crack hit and right. he speaks about how uh one of the acs on george the cia, how the CIA was yeah. responsible for it yep yep because george bush was head of the cia and at the time and they are pushing they push drugs in a certain community to you know uh disassemble and break down these groups that they felt were threats but the thing was it got so out of hand that then it affected more people than yeah. they intended it hit it hit everybody else, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I wonder, wonder, wonder who those people were and why they were targeted. Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. And I let y'all do that research. We just broad strokes. Yeah. Just broad we just, strokes. Yeah, just, <laughs> just yeah. broad strokes. 
We we gonna keep it. We gonna we we gonna keep it the the average podcast time. So yeah, you know, and so and then it just it goes in, and then he delves deep into the anatomy of alliance, basically the and this is like the logic of the new new world order and why they're in place and, and what purpose they serve. And he just speaks on he speaks to uh having that the majority of people under a sense of mind control. He speaks of population control of yep. you know why there are wars, why things start to happen to um create uh, financial gain, but also um, create a population control, kill people off, you know, things of yep. that nature. How, you know, AIDS was created. It wasn't yep. something that just happened. Yep. <laughs> it was something that was created. Uh, he even states, and this is further along in the book, uh, when it starts talking about the secret of government, he even point blank says it must always be remembered that George Bush began the sale of drugs to our children. The CIA controls most of the world's illegal drug market. And that is a fact. If you wanna if you want more information on that, you could I mean, look at look at um what Freeway Ricky Ross was coming out of jail talking about. Mm-hmm. He he speaks on a lot of that stuff where it was like, yo, this this was you know, I think I think the CIA was behind it, or I think the government was behind it. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, he, you know, this is this was a dude that was, you know, he was heavy in that what eighties, early nineties. Yep. You know what I mean? Heavy, heavy. Yep. CIA oh, set him up the whole time. Yep. 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 Yeah. I'm telling you. So it's it's. I mean, it's it's just it's so much information. Uh, he talks about the the Kennedy assassination when he's speaking on secret government. He speaks on that. He speaks on uh, the issues of the the Kennedy assassination uh, and and why it took place. And he even this is another thing he he highlights and he puts in caps. He says he talks about the film uh, when it shows uh, President Kennedy getting killed, and he says watch the driver and not Kennedy when you view the film. All of the witnesses were close enough to see, all the witnesses were close enough to the car to see William Greer shoot Kennedy where themselves were all murdered within two years of the event. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's in there too. So... And no, but he just he. I mean, he he elaborates on all of this stuff, and it's heavy. I mean, it's heavy, and I'm like, and I'm just kind of, you know, going through trust, giving you giving you examples of what's in here and, and just what he delves into. He gives plenty. He cites sources. He cites plenty of sources of where he gets this his information and his content from, and it, it's just interesting. And he go he goes so many places with it. And like I said, when you and like they said. When you read this stuff, you just have to keep an open mind and and just take just take it in for what it is. And he speaks in them, he speaks about aliens, extraterrestrials. He speaks about how that stuff's been covered up for years. And, you know, it's 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 a thing. Like it's not, you know, don't act like 
don't act like this is this stuff isn't what it is and why area 51 is what it is yeah well he, he says yeah and it's, it's interesting that part is interesting because he says aliens I, I think i remember him saying that aliens don't actually exist mm-hmm. but he said what, it's just those, what those things are um, well, and see, I don't think that he mentioned this mentions this in the book. He may have or may have not. Um, he said the aliens didn't exist, but you know, I guess through my research and you know what I've come to the understanding of what it what what it really is, yeah, they don't exist. It's just that those things mm-hmm. that are resembling aliens that you see in the movies and stuff like that. Yeah, they exist, but they're not what you think they are. Yeah. Put it that way. And that and that's the thing. And it's funny, while you're going through that, I found an excerpt here where um one of the presidents at the time, Ronald Reagan, wrote to uh Gorbachev and he stated, if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet we'd forget all the little local differences that we have between two co- our two countries and we would find out once and for all that we are really all human beings on this earth. Interesting. So, it, I mean, you know, you know, that, that just goes, uh, that just goes to show you uh, how people are so trying to get your mind away from what's really going on and keep you in the dark. And he even, William Cooper even talked about, he says, I can assure you beyond any shadow of a doubt that even if aliens are not real, the technology is real. And he put, is as far as the technology is real, in caps. And he was like, anti-gravity craft exists and human pilots uh, fly them. He said, I and millions of others have seen them. They are metal. They are machines. They come in different shapes and sizes. They are obviously intelligently guided. So, yeah. A lot of stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. It's heavy. And, uh, but he just goes, I mean, he goes into that. And I mean, that's basically the synopsis of the book. He goes into all these different things. And then he has, documents towards the end of the book just to kind of that you can kind of look at yourself and go over and read and and get information about like you know you can you can check out some of the sources that he that he cited and it's just interesting and i just think that as as an american you should do your due diligence and, and read this book and check this book out you know, and then make a decision for yourself whether you believe it or not. And if you don't, that's fine. And yet, then it's just a good read. If you do, or you want more information, then it allows you to venture into other things to where you can get additional information on something that interests you. So it's just, it's just one of those things that open your mind, you know, I'm not necessarily saying you got to believe everything that he says either, but just go fact check it, go check it out for yourself. But you know, you're quick to this reading this book is no different than you watching the Matrix. It's just watching the Matrix is a dumbed down version of what he's trying to tell you, basically. Yeah. And there's a lot of other movies like, like that. A lot of these movies hide stuff in plain sight. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so the Matrix, I I, I feel like it, that's the that's the thing too. Like, I really do feel like, um, I really do feel like the Matrix was telling you the absolute truth of kind of the 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 real construct of the world. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I agree. And, you know, and then you then you you know you have to ask yourself from a uh from another perspective, it's like, yo, how where where did you even get the information from to be able to write something like this? Yeah. You ain't just now, you ain't just create all of, yeah, how, you ain't just create all of this stuff. You just ain't, you know, cause you from from what I understand, like from from you know, you just you, if you think about your imagination, you're pulling from if you imagine something or you create something out of thin air, you usually pull from something that you've seen subliminally. I mean, not subliminally, subconsciously or consciously. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you kind of create a variation of that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So something is usually bitten off of something else. Right. So where they where, where they get all of this information for all of these different things, different yeah. You know, so it's weird. It's it's just it's just a lot of information out there that you have to kind of digest and process. And I think that most people are not willing to do it. And it's like I said, they got it. Like you just said, they got to get the information from somewhere. And as I hold this book here, <laughs> that was pre- that came out in '92. And when did the Matrix come out, Jay? Was it uh '98? '90 '98? No, oh, sorry, '99. '99. Okay. So I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. You know, yeah, you know, whatever. We just talking. You know, we, we just, know. you know, we we don't know. How to, <laughs> we, we don't know. know we just anything. talking about this book. We, just we, don't, about this we book. don't know anything. So don't don't come for us in the comments, please. Nah, we just talking about this book, man. We doing a book report. That's yep. what we doing. Doing a little book report. So yeah, so I just advise you, and and then we just I just wanted to dive into this today and give you guys a little bit of game on this book, and just I I recommend checking it out. And you know, you, you you have you form your own opinion. You know, form your own opinion and check it out. But well, we will say I'll, I'll finish it up by saying that he so he decided to talk about a lot of this stuff um, verbally. He would do um, lectures, and you can actually I found one on YouTube. Uh, YouTube has everything, but I found one of his lectures on YouTube. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I might check it out today while I'm chilling. Uh, but he actually started to do lectures on the college circuit and he even, he was doing what, what we now deem as podcast. He had his own little radio show, his own guerrilla radio show, like his own right. podcast. Back, back in the day before yes. no, nobody even knew what any of that was. Right. Like he had his, he had his own thing and did it for a while and did it for a while. And it was, uh, but it, it stuff ended up getting so bad for him because he was putting out a lot of information, which also, you know, I say, check this book out because of, cause his, his, his life in itself could be a movie based on, especially how it ended. Cause you know, he was putting out this pirate radio show and he started to get so much traction on certain things that they were coming after 
they 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 is in the powers that be because he ended up sending his family out of the country. He had a wife and a kid. Sent his wife when it got really when it got to the point where he knew something might happen. He yeah, he got his, his wife and his kid. He got them sent away. And he was living in uh was it Arizona, eager Arizona. And uh he basically had kind of tried to live under the radar except for he would put out this pirate radio show. He would record from his home. So, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think he was doing this in like the late 90s, early 2000s. That's crazy. But he was doing this radio show and it would air and he would do like an hour, uh, I think it was like an hour long show or whatever. And basically, you know, it was so it was so alarming to people that were actually listening to it and it was starting to gain traction that he was like, get, he was given like a cease and desist and to stop doing this. And he, all, all, the, all of a sudden he was evading and he owed taxes and all of this stuff. And eventually he, I mean, he, he had, it was, it was to the point that he had reached a level to where he was looked at by the federal government, but the federal government also put things in place that the local uh, law enforcement had an eye on him too. And to the point where I believe prior to him, because he ended up getting killed basically, but mm-hmm. prior to him getting killed, he had a, I believe he had a break in and he informed the police and they were like, yeah, we can't do nothing about that basically. And then after that, it was, um, they had tried to, I had, they had to um, basically, sorry, I got distracted here. My son walked in for a second. <laughs> they basically were, um, there was a point to where he was, he was in there. They were trying to get some stuff where he was, they tried to rob him. He, was, he tried to basically, um, they tried to come into his house and robbed him they being whoever they had the black mask on whatever he didn't know he wasn't there he assumed he knew who it was he tried to report it he was told by local authorities that they could not help him and eventually he became he was getting harassed more and more where he had some his own guns and stuff and ultimately his demise came because i believe they were trying to local law enforcement was coming to his house to enforce a warrant that they had on him he wasn't going then there actually there was a shootout outside of his home he ended up killing one of the deputies and then he was wounded and killed like mortally wounded and killed and that was it interesting so it's kind of crazy that is for a guy that you know if it's if it's all if it's all not true and uh you know to have a to have your life in like that, right? I don't know. Yeah, especially after you come out with that book. Yeah, and you got a show. Yeah, talking about the same stuff in the book, and you're lecturing. Yep. You know, you waking people up to stuff that's really going on. You know, ain't nobody ain't nobody ever going like that. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, it's just 
he's he seemed to be a real polarizing fi- figure and it's funny because if you've seen a picture of the guy i mean you wouldn't you look like your everyday guy like you wouldn't think nothing of it but mm-hmm. yeah he had a lot of he had a lot of stuff man he had a lot of information right right for somebody that they deem crazy and you know yeah, that's why I was, you know, I'd be trying to say, man, don't, don't, I mean, some of these conspiracies, eh, conspiracy theories, eh, yeah, I get it, but, hey, man, don't, don't, don't write everybody off as a conspiracy theorist and keep going on about your day. You might want to, you might want to, you know, raise an eyebrow to some of these things that people are trying to point out to you because I don't think everybody crazy and, and, and everybody lying to you. Yeah. You know don't what I'm saying? Always, yeah, don't always be dismissive. Don't always be don't, dismissive. Don't be, yeah, don't be dismissive at all. Yeah, don't be dismissive and don't write off everybody as crazy because sometimes they ain't crazy. Yeah, you know. I mean, and I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it with this. Like as far as the crazy thing, you know, when we talk about perception and perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Is a schizophrenic person crazy, or is it that you're being dismissive and calling them crazy because they can see things on a level that you can't. Mm. Yeah. There's just something to think about. Yeah. Now that's real. I mean, you know, the proof is there and it always fascinates me when you have people that are polarizing, like William Cooper, who they're not here to tell the story. So it's like, he's not even here anymore. So how crazy is that? Like, the stuff that's in this book is so compelling and the stuff he was talking about obviously ruffled some feathers to the yep. point they was like, yeah, uh, yeah, we, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta you're, go. you're done. You gotta go. Yeah, you're done. You, 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 you've expired. And, uh, so, you know, that, that you've exhausted your life out here. Like we're done with you. We're done playing. Cause you know, first they're going to cripple you. Um, you know, first they did, you know, they tried to shoot his credibility and they tried to go after his finances. And yeah. after that, they tried to arrest him. Then after they arrested him, they tried to literally go into his home and threaten his family life and his family and his life. And, you know, right. Yeah. And, you know, if we live in a world that is where if you buck the system too much, you will, you will pay the price for it because mm-hmm. the world as we know it does not want you waking up to the, to to the truth of things because if you wake up to the truth of things you will no longer be enslaved you're not your mind wouldn't be enslaved or um in bondage to the things that it once was cuz you would start looking at things real differently mhm so there you have now, it with all that being said check this book out behold a horse by william cooper and uh, you know, let us know what you think, man. Cause it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's heavy. Yep. It's a heavy read, but you ain't got nothing else to do. Why well, y'all still chilling at the house? Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all not really doing nothing. Y'all fake busy. Right. Hey, just read the book. And for those, I'll go ahead and let you know too. For those that are they giving me the screw face right now, looking like man, I ain't got time to read no book. Okay, I'll give you one better. The book is actually on Audible. Yeah, so you really ain't got no excuse. Yeah, so 
So it's it's uh, the book on Audible because I think they cut out all the you know they they can't go through the documents everything on Audible. So the book itself is two hours and fifty four minutes on Audible. So I mean, you don't really have no excuses. You don't. You can literally listen to it. So, and I suggest you do that. I actually have it on Audible as well. So, yeah. So check the book out, man. Listen to it, read it, both. But uh, yeah, man. I think we're gonna leave it like that this week because it was heavy. We ain't even. Yeah. We're gonna go shut off right heavy. here. We almost yeah. two hours in. Yeah, yeah we're almost two hours in. We too, we heavy, so we're gonna shut it off right here, man. Y'all have a blessed and safe weekend. I'm Jay Stamps. And I'm Jay. See y'all next week, man. Peace.